السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه اللهم صلي وسلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت وسلمت على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد أما بعد brothers sisters in Islam أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم جميعا وحياكم الله وبياكم في درسكم الأسبوعي and today we will be discussing Further, what we were discussing a few weeks ago regarding Al-Arba'een and Nawawiyyah. So, here we go. I believe we were at point number 16. And this is still the second hadith. It is incumbent that you believe in all of the messengers. فَلَوْ آمَنَ أَحَدٌ بِرَسُولِهِ وَأَنْكَرَ مَنْ سِوَاهِ فَإِنَّهُ لَمْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِرَسُولِهِ Allah, 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 Allah. Pay attention now. If a, if a person were to believe in his messenger, then proceed to deny other than his messenger, then he has not believed in his messenger. Again, again. If a person were to believe in his messenger, the messenger that was sent during his time, then proceeded to disbelieve in any other messenger that is also sent by Allah, then in reality he hasn't even believed in his messenger. Rather he's a disbeliever. Read the statement of Allah, exalted in might. The people of Nuh have denied the messengers. Even though they only disbelieved in Nuh, وَلَمْ يَكُنْ قَبْلَهُ رَسُولُ There was no messenger before Nuh. Nuh was the first Rasul. But Allah said, كَذَّبَتْ قَوْمُ نُوحَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ Not Ar-Rasul. The people of Nuh didn't belie the messenger. They belied the messengers. Not Rasul. Mursaleen. All of them. This is Jami'. This is Jami'. This is plural. وَلَكِنْ تَكْذِيبَ وَاحِدٍ مِنَ الرُّسُلِ تَكْذِيبٌ لِلْجَمِيعَ However... Disbelieving in one of the messenger necessitates the disbelief in all. وَكَذَلِكَ تَكْذِيبُ وَاحِدٍ مِنَ الْكُتُبِ فِي أَنَّهُ نَزَلَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ تَكْذِيبٌ لِلْجَمِيعَ Similarly, denying and disbelieving in one of the scriptures that was sent down by Allah is in essence a denial of all. So if you, a Muslim, were to say, I don't believe that Jesus was given the gospel, we say you're a disbeliever. If you say, I don't believe that Moses given the Torah, we say you're a disbeliever. Similarly, if a Christian says, I believe in the, the gospel, I believe in the Torah, I don't believe in the Quran, then you're a disbeliever in the Bible. And you're a disbeliever in the Torah. And you're a disbeliever in everything that you claim to believe in. Because it's a complete package that could not be segmentated. It cannot be compartmentalized. You cannot get the iman and say, I'm going to do puzzle bits and pieces, accept this, reject that. You either accept all or you reject all. Either you accept all cookies or you reject all cookies. There's nothing in between. Brothers and sisters, this is more important than you think. And we are uh, in May 6, 2023, which corresponds to 
Uh, what does it correspond to Hijri? The 16th, no, 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 no. The 16th of Shawwal, 1444. Mark these words. Mark these words. Mark these words for the future, inshallah. As time progresses, this piece of information will become even more critical than it is today. As time progresses and we move towards the end of time, you will be baffled by the... Uh, today, this is prevalent among the so-called Muslims that you cannot say that the Jews and the Christians are disbelievers and that they are believers in their own way. This is like the Hamza Yusuf, for example, uh, 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 epistemology that, you know, the... Uh, you know, they all have their religions. They all have their good. And you cannot feel superior uh, because of your Islam over them. What? And I remember back in the States, this was very common in the local masajid that you cannot say that the Jews and the Christians are disbelievers. And all of this is on the premise that, uh, you know, that because they deny this particular point. They say it is not a, it's not incumbent on them to believe in the Quran and the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, for them to be believers. They believe in Jesus. They believe in Moses. They believe in Abraham. They believe in God. Therefore, they are believers. And no, they are not. So this piece of information from the Sheikh right here is very critical for you and your progeny and your children to learn in the future that a person cannot be a believer unless they accept the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, as the final messenger of Allah and they accept the Quran as a revelation from Allah and they worship Allah alone. If they dismiss or ignore or let go of any one of those, then they are disbelievers no matter how much they try to claim otherwise. You have been warned. 17th, إثبات اليوم الآخر الذي هو يوم القيامة أو يوم القيامة أي مضاف مضاف إليه الذي يبعث الناس الذي يبعث الناس فيه للحساب والجزاء affirming the last day which is the day of resurrection during which the people will be sent forth for accountability and recompense حيث يستقر أهل الجنة في منازلهم وأهل النار في منازلهم الله المستعان Wherein the people of paradise will reside in their abode and the people of the fire will reside in their abode. Subhanallah. That's what it boils down to. Forget about all the gimmicks and all the Hollywood and all the Bollywood and all the acting and all the nonsense and all the whatever. When it's all said and done, after it's all said and done, it's going to be either in Jannah or in Jahannam. There's nothing in between. So, oh human being, what are you doing towards achieving this paradise and being protected from the fire? You're not going to be perfect. Like I'm not perfect. Like you're not perfect. We all have our list of shortcomings. But the overall... Are you adhering to the message of Islam? Are you striving to implement Islam? Are you uh, uh, repenting from the sins that you commit? Because we commit sins on daily basis. Are we making an effort? Are we doing our part? These are the golden questions. Because there's no other destination. وَقَدْ أَنْكَرَ الْبَعْثَ كُلُّ الْمُشْرِكِينَ 
all of the polytheists have denied the resurrection. And he struck for us the example, an example, and he forgot his own creation. He said, who will give life to these bones after they have decayed? Meaning it is broken into small pieces. Allah responded by commanding his prophet to say, Say he will bring it back to life, the one who created it the first time. And this is an evidence. And how is that considered an evidence? The one who's able to create something from nothing is able to bring it back. Because creating something from nothing is more difficult than create than recreating something. Creating something from scratch is more difficult than recreating. You try unassembling a bike and reassembling it is easier than assembling a bike from scratch. Taking apart a puzzle that has already been put together and then re-putting it together is easier than putting it together the first time. So that's logic and reason. وَقَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى وَهُوَ الَّذِي يَبْدَأُ الْخَلْقَ ثُمَّ يُعِيدُهُ وَهُوَ أَهْوَنُ عَلَيْهِ It is he who will begin the creation, then he will bring it back, and it is easier for him. فَإِذَا كَانَ أَبْتِدَاءُ الْخَلْقِ هَيِّنًا if, if the initiation of the creation is easy, وَأَنْتُمْ أَيُّهَا الْمُشْرِكُونَ تُقِرُّونَ بِهِ فَإِعَادَتُهُ أَهْوَنُ And you disbelievers, you admit and confess to the fact that Allah began the creation, then bringing it back is easier. And all of this is easy for Allah Azza wa Jal. This is the first evidence that we use in refuting those who deny resurrection. The second evidence. And he regarding every creation he is most knowledgeable. يَعْلَمُ كَيْفَ يَخْلُقُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَيَقْدِرُ عَلَى خَلْقِ Allah Azza wa Jal knows how to create and he has the power and the ability over the creation. فَكَيْفَ تَقُولُونَ إِنَّ هَذَا مُمْتَنِعَ How do you say that this is impossible? ثُمَّ قَالَ تَعَالَ ذَنَا صَدَ الَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمْ The one who made for you أي جَعَلَ لَكُمْ أَيُّهَا الْمُنْكِرُونَ وَلِغَيْرِكُمْ The one who has made for you O deniers and other than you مِنَ الشَّجَرِ الْأَخْضَرِ from the green trees, fire. Meaning, In in the Hijaz area, there's a type of tree that is called marakh and afar. When you hit it, with a, when you strike it with, with a, a rope or something, it actually ignites and it lits. Even though it is green and moist. وبارد أبعد ما يكون عن النار and it's cold that's the furthest it could be from from being lit with fire ومع ذلك تخلق منه النار in spite of that fire comes out of it فالقادر على أن يخلق من الشيء ضده the one who's able to create from something it's opposite قادر على أن يعيد الشيء نفسه is able to bring the same thing back 
ثم قال سبحانه وتعالى فإذا أنتم منه توقدون all of a sudden you use it to ignite a fire وهذا إلزام لكم this is a type of cornering you وليس أمرا غريبا عليكم بل أنتم تستعملونه this is not something strange for you that's something that you actually use so it's almost like it's almost like imposing the fact upon them so that they accept it second evidence that's the third evidence now that was the second evidence now we're going to jump into the third الدليل الثالث الثالث the third evidence من الأدلة على الرد في الرد على منكري البعث قول الله تعالى from the evidences against uh, uh, the evidences we used against the refuting those who deny resurrection is the statement of Allah أوليس الذي خلق السماوات والأرض بقادر على أي يخلق مثلهم is he not the one who created the heavens and the earth able to create their like فالجواب the answer is بلا Yes, وقد أجاب سبحانه وتعالى نفسه. الله عز وجل himself has responded. لأن خلق السماوات والأرض أكبر من خلق الناس. لأن خلق السماوات والأرض أكبر من خلق الناس. Creating the heavens and the earth is actually greater than the creation of mankind. وهو الخلاق العليم and he is the creator, the most knowledgeable. أي ذو الخلق التام مع القدرة التامة. The one with the perfect creation with the perfect ability. إنما أمره إذا أراد شيئا أن يقول له كن فيكون. Very his affair is such that when he says to something be, then it is. من كان أمره إذا أراد شيئا أن يقول له كن فيكون فلا يعجز شيء. Whoever's affair is that when he says to something be, then it becomes, then nothing can uh, uh, stop him. فإن أمر فإن أمر موجودا أن يعدم عدم. If Allah commands something that exists to be non-existent, it will become non-existent. أو معدوما أن يوجد وجد مهما كان or if he commanded something that is non-existent to become existent it would become existent no matter what وفي قصة موسى عليه السلام لما وقف على البحر العميق and with the story of Musa peace be upon him when he stood uh, in front of the deep sea أمره الله تعالى أن يضرب البحر Allah commanded him to strike the sea فضربه مرة واحدة so he struck it once فانفلق وصار 12 طريقا يبسا في الحال so it split into 12 paths all of them are dry instantaneously فمن يقدر على أن يميز بين الماء who's able to make that, that segregation in the water لا يقدر أحد إلا الله عز وجل No one is able to do that except Allah عز وجل لأنه إذا أراد شيئا إنما يقول له كن فيكون Because what Allah wants something He says to it be and it is سبحان الله العظيم وبهذه المناسبة And in this, uh, on this occasion أود أن أنبه على كلمة دارجة عند العوام uh, I would like to bring your attention to a word that is commonly used by laymen, by lay people. They say, oh, you whose command sits or resides between the calf and the noon. And this is a grave mistake. And this is a grave mistake. The correcting say, oh, the one whose command is after the kaf and the noon. لِأَنَّ مَا بَيْنَ الْكَافِ وَالنُونَ لَيْسَ أَمْرًا Because whatever between harful al-kaf and harful al-noon is not a command. فَالْأَمْرُ لَا يَتِمْ إِلَّا أَذَا جَاءَتِ الْكَافِ وَالنُونَ The command does not materialize until both the kaf and the noon are there. 
لأن الكاف المضمومة ليست أمر والنون كذلك because the calf on its own and the noon on its own they are not considered a command لكن باجتماعهما تكون أمرا but with them combined together when you put the calf with the noon كن then it becomes a command فالصواب أن تقول or the correct thing is that you say يا من أمره أي مأموره بعد الكاف والنون or the one whose command is after the calf and the noon كما قال تعالى إنما أمره إذا أراد شيئا أن يقول له كن فيكون very his, his affair such that when he says something be and it is فسبحان الذي بيده ملكوت كل شيء وإليه ترجعون so how perfect is the one in whose hands is the dominion of everything and to him you will return المهم أنه يجب علينا أن نؤمن باليوم الآخر وإن كانت العقول الضعيفة تستبعده huh. It is incumbent on us, obligatory, compulsory, mandatory on us to believe in the last day, even though weak minds may consider it to be far-fetched. If Allah commands something, it will immediately take place. What's going on with this kid? كما قال تعالى إن كانت إلا إلا صيحة واحدة فبصيحة واحدة تأتي الخلائق كلها الله أكبر It's one scream One scream One blowing of the trumpet And all of the creation will be brought forth Everybody will be brought forth The 18th point and tu'mina bil qadari khayrihi wa sharrihi that you believe in preordainment and destiny the good and the bad thereof wal iman bil qadari mu'tarikun mu'tarakun azim oh 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 wait this is important guys uh, and believe in qadar the belief in qadar is a mu'tarak does anyone know what mu'tarak means mu'tarak comes from the word ma'raka and ma'raka means battle or battle if you're British or battle if you're also British. <laughs> See, this is where the Americans, I think, win over the Brits. At least there's one standard pronunciation. You can call it a battle. Yeah, it's a little funny, but at least it's, I mean, what is battle? Right? Battle mashi sounds, Arab, sounds like an Arab speaking English in the first place. It almost sounds like bottle. Yeah, bottle. Yeah, wahsh. طيب, المهم, uh, where was I? So, mu'tarakun azim is basically the, the belief in qadar is a matter of great battling and, and infight and, and scuffle uh, uh, among the Muslims. Min zamani sahabati ila zamanina hadha. From the time of the companions up until our time today. وَسَبَقَ لَنَا أَنَّ لَهُ مَرَاتِبٌ أَرْبَعٌ We have already explained in the past that there are four levels. وَهِيَ And they are الْعِلْمُ Knowledge Knowledge or knowledge as back in the day. وَالْكِتَابَ And the writing. وَالْمَشِيئَ And the will. وَالْخَلْقَ And the creation. فَنَّتَكَلَّمْ عَنْ كُلِّ وَاحِدَةٍ مِّنْهَا تَفْصِيلًا وَذَلِكَ لِأَهَمِّيَّةِ Let us then elaborate on each one of those in detail due to its significance. الْمَرْتَبَةُ الْأُولَى The first level, الْعِلْمْ Knowledge, knowledge. بِأَنْ تُؤْمِنَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ عَالِمٌ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ جُمْلَةً وَتَفْصِيلًا 
مما يتعلق بفعله بنفسه كالخلق والإحياء أو بفعل عباده is that you ought to believe that Allah knows everything generally speaking and in detail regarding his actions that are related to him or such as creating and giving life or the actions of slaves the evidences for that are ample Allah regarding everything is all knowledgeable does he not know does he not know better who what he created and he is the most subtle and the expert and the answer is yes indeed yes indeed as for the detail uh, and with Allah as the keys of the unseen none knows it but him he knows what is in the uh, land and in the sea and not even a leaf falls except that he knows it nor a grain in the darknesses of the land nothing that is moist or dry except it is in a clear book in a in a recorded uh, uh, documented uh, book and scripture if a person said we got a problem if someone were to say wait i need to get the uh, exact translation for this one so that we don't give uh, inaccurate translation. Hang in there with me, brothers and sisters. Don't lose hope. It's all good over here when we are together in the class. Surah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. One of the unique surah of the book of Allah because of the way the ayat end. And I am still looking for it right here. You know what? There you are. All right. So we have ayah number 31, and I am right there. Type here. So it says here, mm, and we will surely test you until we make evident those who strive among you and the patient, and we will test your affairs. There you go. Akhbarakum is the one that I wasn't sure about. I didn't want to mistranslate it. Barakallahu feekum. Type. So that Allah will know who fears him in, in, in the unseen. Or do you assume that you will enter Jannah and Allah, and Allah is to know who are those who strive amongst you and who are those who are patient? Such ayats indicate that Allah is Yet to find out. This is where the, the problem is. The apparent meaning of the ayat that Allah Azza wa Jal, for example, so we will test you, we will test you, so we will know who are the uh, uh, those who are struggling amongst you and who are patient and who are not, basically. So it, it, it appears as though there's something that Allah Azza wa Jal will come to know, but he does not know yet. That's what the, uh, that's how the ayah might be misinterpreted or misunderstood by the people of deviation. Because the, the apparent meaning of the ayah is that the knowledge of Allah is getting renewed after the occurrence of the action. 
والجواب عن هذا الإشكال في أحد وجهين Answering this particular issue happens in in two ways. All right, we are here. تمام. الوجه الأول the first one. إن علم الله الوجه الأولي. إن علم الله عز وجل بعد وقوعه غير علمه قبل وقوعه. ها. The knowledge of Allah عز وجل regarding the matter before it takes place is different than his knowledge of it after it takes place. لأن علمه به قبل وقوعه علم بأنه سيقع. Because the knowledge of Allah regarding this before it occurs is knowledge of it that it will occur. وعلمه به بعد وقوعه علم بأنه واقع. And the knowledge of Allah after it takes place is knowledge of the fact that it has come to pass. Let's give you other examples that are similar so you can get the point uh, better. Allah intends everything, even the future that has no end for it. Meaning Allah wills for these things to happen. Whatever will happen, Allah had willed it, no doubt. But the, the, the will that is uh, comparative happens at the time of the action. Really his command is that when he wants something, when he wills something, then he says to it be and it is. Here we have two types of wills. إرادة سابقة a pre-existing will وإرادة مقارنة للفعل مقارنة للفعل and another will that is accompanying the action so there was the will before and then another will that is going hand in hand with the action فإذا أراد الله تعالى أن يخلق شيئا فإنه يريده عند خلقه when Allah wants to create something then he wills it at the time of the creation وهذه هي الإرادة المقارنة this is the إرادة that is compounded that is uh, attached, basically, uh, parallel to the uh, action itself. But the fact that Allah wanted to create something in the future, this is not the same as the intention that goes hand in hand with the action, with the creation. This is the first facet. The second facet. What is intended by until we know, meaning until we know the type of knowledge that necessitates reward or punishment. Because the, the, the eternal knowledge of Allah, the pre-existing eternal knowledge of Allah, does not necessitate reward or punishment. The reward and the punishment only come to pass, only materialize after you have after the test and the calamity. كما قال تعالى ولنبلونكم حتى نعلم المجاهدين منكم وصابرين. And we will surely test you until we know the uh, uh, those who struggle amongst you and those who are patient. وحين إذن قد زال الإشكال وللحمد. Then the problem has been sorted out and removed, and to Allah belongs all praise. وقد قال غلات القدرية. The the uh, transgressors and the extremes, the extremists among the Qadrites, they said, Meaning the knowledge of Allah regarding the slaves is, is uh, uh, something that happens again and again. 
It is something that is basically that occurs from on on consistent basis, it's not eternal. The matter is one where it the knowledge of Allah becomes Allah becomes knowledgeable of the matter after it happens. They say Allah does not know the thing. Except after it happens, Allah knows about it. You know how crazy this is? These are disbelievers, no doubt. Because of their denial of what the Quran and the Sunnah clearly indicate and has been uh, uh, agreed upon by all the Muslims. How could you say that Allah doesn't know about the thing except after it happens? Imagine, like once it happens, Allah becomes aware of it. So now we're going back to the breaking down the qadr. So the first one was al-ilm. And now al-martaba thaniya is al-kitaba. The, the uh, scribing. Or not scribing. You know, the, the writing it down. There's a word for it. الكتاب العام في اللوح المحفوظ. Anyway, the general, uh, uh, the general uh, that which is written basically in the preserved tablet. وقد كتب الله تعالى فيه كل شيء. Allah عز وجل has written in it everything. الكتاب العمرية وهي أن الجنين في بطن أمي إذا تم له أربعة أشهر بعث الله إليه الملك الموكل بالأرحام. Uh, record is a good word, but I was looking for something else. That's good. That's good. Thank you for uh, pursuing excellence. You definitely pursued excellence with this one. <laughs> طيب, uh, and that is that the, uh, uh, the the embryo in his mother's womb, when he reaches four months, Allah sends forth the angel that is responsible for the wombs. The angel that is responsible for the wombs. And this is the, the, the uh, umr or your age or your life duration uh, writing. Or record. I'm going to use record just to be consistent. Allah commands it that he should write his uh, lifespan and his sustenance and his deeds and whether he will be wretched or victorious and happy. This is the age-related uh, record because it is Restricted and can, and it is connected to age. It is written only once and it is not written again. It is only written once. Ah, الكتاب الحولية. Now the yearly writing or the yearly record. وهي التي تكون ليلة القدر. Pay attention, your brothers and sisters. This is important information. Mm. That happens. On Laylatul Qadr. Kama Allah Azza wa Jalla, as Allah said, Fiha yufraku kullu amrin hakim. On that night, every matter of wisdom is distributed. Yani yubayyan wa yufasal, meaning it is clarified and detailed. Kullu amrin hakim. Walaysa amru min amri la illa wa hakim. There isn't any matter or any command of the commands of Allah except that it is wise. What does it feel like? My gears go on one side. وَذَكَرَ بَعْضُهُمْ And some of them have mentioned كِتَابَةٌ يَوْبِيَةٌ The daily record. وَاسْتَدَلَّ لِذَلِكَ بِقَوْلِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ He uses an evidence statement of Allah يَسْأَلُهُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ كُلَّ يَوْمٍ هُوَ فِي شَأْنِ 
everything in the heavens and the earth. Ask him. Every day he's in a different affair. But the ayah is not clear and giving off this meaning. And here we have a matter. Does the record change or does it not change? The answer is, The Lord of the uh, creation and everything says, يَمْحُ اللَّهُ مَا يَشَاءُ وَيُثْبِتْ وَعِنْدَهُ أُمُّ الْكِتَابِ Allah erases whatever He wills and affirms and with Him is the mother of the book. أي اللوح المحفوظ Meaning the preserved tablet. ليس فيه محن ولا كتاب In that preserved tablet there is no erasing and there is no writing. فَمَا كُتِبَ فِي اللَّوْحِ الْمَحْفُوظِ فَهُوَ كَائِنٌ وَلَا تَغْيِرَ فِيهِ Whatever is written in the preserved tablet will come to pass and there is no changing in it whatsoever. لكن ما كتب في الصحف التي في أيدي الملائكة but whatever is written with the scribes with the, with the scrolls there you go with the scrolls that are in the hands of the angels هو الذي فيه التغيير this is where the change occurs so when people say أخي then what's the point of making dua if everything is pre preordained that's why you need to understand those subtle intricate matters كما قال عز وجل يمحو الله ما يشاء ويثبت Allah erases what he wills and he affirms قال الله عز وجل إن الحسنات يذهبن السيئات Verily the good deeds erase and take away the bad deeds وفي هذا المقام ينكر على من يقولون الله الله يا شيخ رحمة الله على الشيخ محمد بن صالح بن عثيمين And in this occasion uh, uh, you should uh, use this to refute those who say And I've heard this so many times اللهم إني لا أسألك رد القضاء ولكن أسألك اللطف فيه Oh Allah, I, and this brothers and sisters, this is, uh, this is an affirmation of the uh, ignorance that is prevalent among the imams of the masajid and the, some of these uh, khutaba and those who deliver sermons and some of these uh, YouTube uh, celebrity du'at who, who engage in all kinds of violation when it comes to du'a because they don't care. They honestly don't care about aqidah. And when you don't care about aqidah, you say anything and everything. It's like, yeah, don't make a big deal out of everything. Every time you complain or you criticize, you say, Akhi, you're making a big fuss. Don't make a big fuss. Allahu ghafoor rahim The most common fatwa uh, given by every other Muslim on planet Earth. Every time you tell them something, say, yeah, Akhi, Allahu ghafoor rahim Brother, is this the latest fatwa, barakallah feek? Because I've heard this fatwa before. Is this original, organic? You made it yourself? Or have you heard it from another genius who preceded you in this regard? Every time you try to correct them, they say, yeah, brother, chill. Allahu ghafoorur rahim. And so what do you say to them? Say, mashaAllah, tabarakallah, you have memorized three words from the book of Allah. I'm impressed, Mufti. I'm impressed, which reminds me, how in the world can someone allow himself to be called Mufti? How in the world? How in the world does Sheikh Al Albani say, "I am not even ilm. I'm not even a small student of knowledge." And then you have some dude walking around telling you, "My name is Mufti Menk. Mufti. You know what a big, heavy title he is. The farthest person from giving a fatwa on planet Earth. He's not even qualified to give fatwa between two ants disputing over a grain that they found on the floor." Let alone give fatwa to Muslims who need guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet we have, we're living in a time where an individual will get on stage and tell you, if my wife told me to quack, I will quack. And if my wife told me to sit on the side, 
and squeeze myself. I will. And, and then in the same breath, this person calls himself a mufti, acknowledges the term mufti. So you say to those individuals and, and others, this mufti, Allah Ghafur Rahim, say, Allah says in the Quran, says in the Quran, Nabbi inform my slaves, Anni ana rahim, that I am the most forgiving and most merciful, and that my punishment is the most severe punishment. You cannot take the Quran and the Sunnah according to your desires and just accept one opinion or one ayah and dismiss the others. Stop giving this fatwa of don't make the deen difficult, Allah ghafur rahim that is not how the Prophet ﷺ conducted himself. That's not how the Sahaba conducted themselves. And therefore, you should not conduct, your, conduct yourself in this way either. The Prophet ﷺ, if he saw some clouds in the sky, he would panic and he would run into his home and start praying. He would be worried that the punishment would be sent upon them in spite of the fact that he was the messenger of Allah among his people. He was the finest of the finest. He would still be worried and wary of Allah's punishment. The Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, telling Allah, "Oh Allah, ya Allah, ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala dinik. Oh Allah, the one who turns your hearts over, keep my heart firm on your religion." Now we have today people just violating every aspect of the deen of Allah, and every time you try to correct them, they say, "Allahi, Allahu ghafurun rahim." This fatwa needs to stop being given by random people. Fear Allah azza wa jal. Say, "Ya Akhi, I am falling short. I'm working on myself." That's, that's, that's the answer. You're right. This, what I'm doing is wrong and I need to work on myself. I ask Allah to strengthen me and give me the ability to overcome my desires and my weaknesses. That should be your response. Stop watering down the deen under the umbrella of Allahu Ghafuru Rahim. So this very common dua that you hear, Oh Allah, I don't ask you to return the decree, but I ask you to be gentle towards me concerning it. The Sheikh said, this is an innovated dua that is false. Because it gives you the feeling that the person is, is, is not in need of Allah. Do whatever you want Allah, but, but, but lessen it. Lessen the, the, the impact. Make it light. Lighten it. This is wrong. Rather, you should beg Allah to alleviate the, the, any kind of calamity completely. Oh Allah, protect me. Oh Allah, suffice me. Oh Allah, provide me and things like that. This dua that I don't ask you to change the decree, but I ask you to be kind to me concerning it. No, ask Allah not to give you the calamity in the first place. Stop acting like you're all good with everything. It's, and this dua I've heard from so many duaat and from so many imams during qunut. It is sad. وَإِذَا كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ قَالْ لَا يَقُولَنَّ أَحَدُكُمْ اللَّهُمَّ اغْفِرْ لِي إِنْ شِئْتْ And the Prophet said, Do not say, Oh Allah, forgive me if you will. فَقَوْلُكَ لَا أَسْأَلُكَ رَدَّ الْقَضَاءُ وَلَكِنْ أَسْأَلُكَ اللُّطْفَ فِي أَشَدْ then for you to say, oh Allah, I don't ask you to return your decree, but I ask you to be kind to me to, uh, in, regarding it is actually more severe than you merely saying, oh Allah, forgive me if you will. Because you're not supposed to say, forgive me if you will. You say, oh Allah, forgive me. Then be firm in your request. Be firm in begging Allah Azza wa Jal. Don't make it optional. Don't make it optional. It's almost like you really don't need Allah. It's almost like a beggar telling you, give me money. 
if you want. And you're like, okay, I don't want. It doesn't sound like you're really in need of money at this point. If you're really in need of money, you're going to say, please, man, yo, I'm, str I'm struggling. I'm suffering. I need money. Please give me money. There's a difference between the two. And know that dua can actually re can return and can change the decree. As it comes in the hadith, nothing. Let me make sure that it's sahih. Hey, nothing, nothing uh, will return and change the qadr except the supplication. And how many, how many times a person was in a state of extreme poverty, extreme need, so much so that he was about to be destroyed. Then when he replied, when he, when he supplicated to Allah, Allah Azza wa fulfilled their supplication. And how many times was a person sick until he gave up on life? Then he supplicated to Allah and Allah Azza wa Jal responded to him. Allah said, And Ayyub, remember Ayyub and mention Ayyub when he called on his Lord that I have been afflicted with harm الرحمين, and you are the most merciful of those who are merciful. فذكر حاله يريد أن يريد أن يكشف الله يكشف الله عنه الضر. And so he mentioned as a fair warning Allah Azza wa Jal to alleviate his the harm. قال الله الله said فاستجبنا له وكشفنا ما به من ضر. So we responded and we accepted his supplication and we removed whatever of harm had befallen him. So yeah, inshallah that will be where we conclude. We next week inshallah will be dealing with المرتبة الثالثة which is المشيئة. This is because I need to leave at 2.30 sharp, inshallah, because I have a gym to attend to. Naam. And I invite everybody to work out and stay healthy and take care of your bodies. Thank you. Oh. Aina Suelu. I don't see Suelu ala shashatu. Limada ta'khiru. Okay. Are you going to manage the questions or what? Okay, I guess my moderator is not available. Assalamu alaikum If saying Jum'ah Barak is bid'ah, then it's also, it's also bid'ah to say I have a, have a blessed Friday or is it fine if you translate it? Yes, I am of the opinion that it will also be a bid'ah to say have a blessed Friday. Why? Why? Did the Sahaba say to each other have a blessed Friday? No, they didn't. Khalas, ya Leave it alone as is. Olive oil is back in the house. If someone started practicing a few years ago, he has watched Islamic videos, read Quran. Okay, great. Question is removed in the middle of it. Okay, I could... Uh, read Quran and some hadith. What book should he read first? What after that? Started important lessons by Shaykh Ibn Baz. Good. That's a good start. That's a good start. Go over the Al-Thalathat Usul, Al-Qawaid Al-Arba'a, Al-Aqeedah Al-Wasitiyya, Kitab Al-Tawheed. Hey, naam. Saw a comment on YouTube saying, if you say my comment, if you saw my comment, then say, Allahu Akbar, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, are such comments bid'ah? Yes, they are. 
Achi, can we combine prayer if we go two hours away from our hometown? As long as he is, as long as as he is outside of city limits, can he combine? Two hours is technically a travel time. It technically is travel, so yeah, a person can combine. Inshallah. Ustad, are you going to perform Hajj pilgrimage? Uh, Allahu alam. It's very unlikely that I will. It's very unlikely that I will. Naam. Nothing is in, in, in the pipeline. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Alaykum salam. How do you advise a sister affected with feminism? She says Islam oppresses women. Whoa! Because they need the permission of the husband to do anything. That is a statement of kufr, by the way. You need to advise this lady to become Muslim first. Because that is a statement of disbelief. To say that Islam oppresses women is equivalent to saying that Allah oppresses women. So she's considering and claiming and alleging that Allah, her creator, is an oppressor. This is disbelief that will take you outside the folds of Islam. What you need to do is explain to her the names and attributes of Allah. This person is in need of tawheed before they understand feminism and masculinism and uh, uh, batikhism. Before you enter into these intricate matters, this person needs to learn Islam from scratch, beginning with Tawheed. When you know who Allah Azza wa Jal is, you will not dare say something like this. So begin with the names and attributes of Allah and explain those to her. Then inshallah, if Allah had it willed, if she will be cleansed from this filth that has overtaken her tiny little brain. Ishada. I can hear my echo. Ahsanallah alaikum alaikum ya Jawairiya. Theresa, 16 year old sister who is asking for advice regarding giving a reminder to other, mainly older sisters. She knows what to say, but wants advice for executing that. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Who's asking for advice regarding giving a reminder to other, mainly older sisters? Oh, okay, well, I mean, what? Wait for the right occasion, be kind in your words. Uh, be gentle and, you know, tell them I'm not trying to hear, uh, act like a boss who knows everything, but, you know, uh, Allah says, uh, remind, verily the reminder benefits the believers and, uh, you know, try to try to approach them in a subtle, kind way so that they they accept it from you. Uh, if I understood your question correctly in the first place. I don't know why you open the door. All right, next. ما حكم أخذ المال حرام إذا علمت أني أنني سأضطر لأخذه في المستقبل؟ فمثلاً لو علمت أني سأحتاج المال بعد شهر من الآن وأنني لن أجد ما يكفيني وقد أضطر لسؤال الناس وجدت مصدر رزق الحرام الآن فهل يجوز؟ طبعاً لا يجوز يا أخي إيش الكلام الفاضي هذا أكرم أنت أصلاً إيش دراك في المستقبل؟ أنت لا تعلم المستقبل أنت قد تظن أنك شيء ويحصل شيء آخر وهذا لا يجيز الحرام الحرام حرام لا يجيز هذا الشيء التكهنات والتوقعات والتخمينات هذه لا أصل لها نعم وعليكم السلام book no coffee is there any virtue make a dua for one to die in the blessed land مكر مدينة so that he can be buried there I don't know I'm not, I cannot think of any evidence. I don't know of any evidence that, that uh, uh, mentions that. 
I don't know. Now, the explanation of Allah's knowledge didn't get through my head. How can, how can what happened in the creation affect Allah's knowledge? I know it doesn't add or subtract, but saying it, no, it doesn't. It does not affect Allah's knowledge. What the Sheikh is saying that Allah's knowledge regarding the matter is uh, is of two types. There's a knowledge of Allah Azza wa Jal that this thing will happen, and then there's a knowledge when it happens. That's all. There are two types of knowledge, one related to what will happen and one related to when it happens. But there, it's all the knowledge of Allah and none of them open up the door for Allah not knowing something and therefore having to discover it. Now, The mosque closest to my workplace has a shrine joined to it which people worship and ask dua for from. Woo-ha! However, I have no option but to attend Jum'ah in this mosque. Will my Jum'ah prayer be accepted? No. No, don't pray in that mosque. Go find another masjid or pray dhuhr on your own. How do you style your beard? How can one make his beard look even more handsome? Wow, thanks a lot, olive oil. If it has a curly beard that curls up on the side, I wear a hoodie after wudu. It gives it some shape. Well, you could use, uh, uh, you need a comb. You need, uh, all, you could use olive oil, ironically, or you could use just beard oil. And different kind of balm and, and, and lotions and creams that are designated and, and, and basically made specifically for the beard. So it's about knowing how to comb it. So if, for, for example, mine is also curly and it grows on the side. And I, I truly dislike uh, the way it looks. So I, I comb it downwards. I just comb it downwards. It kind of, it, it kind of goes in from here. So that it just appears to be, uh, it gets shaped this way. It's just about working with it. You have to work with it. It's not, it's not a joke. And then the, the length helps. Meaning when my beard was shorter, it, it, there was no way for me to comb it downwards. It was, it was going out in spite of me. Now that it's longer, to some degree, I'm able to shape it that way. Now. <laughs> the rebellious sprints, that was a good one. Rolling on buying a student pass, a student bus pass. I have, unlim I have I can have unlimited travel for free one year or I can choose not to use it after buying. Gambling? I don't know. I don't know. From, from what I know, it's permissible. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that's gambling. Yeah, we're done with that. What degree of affection can a married couple show to each other in front of their kids? Like is holding hands halal? Yeah, holding hands halal. A little uh, innocent kiss on the cheek is halal. I would say like holding hands, uh, maybe a hug, uh, uh, a kiss on the cheek in front of the kids, that's fine. Anything beyond that, you need to chill out. Who are the trustworthy ulama alive right now to take knowledge from? Ah, there's plenty of them, inshallah ta'ala. But I would put in the forefront of all of them, Sheikh, Sheikh Salih Al-Fawzan, Hafizahullah. Sheikh Al-Fuzat. Nah. Advice for individuals too shy, timid to stand up for themselves and this is negatively affecting their religion. Uh, you're asking the wrong guy, Yahya. I'm, I'm usually very annoying when it comes to these questions. I'm just going to tell you stop being shy and timid. Just stop. Why are you being shy and timid in the first place? You know, have some, have some, I don't know, have some strength, have some confidence. Have some, some inner power. 
just do you. Why would you be shy? Who cares what the people think? Be a bulldozer and go through everything and everyone. They like it. Alhamdulillah, they don't like it. You're going to push them out of your way. Khaliwali. Assalamu alaikum, Ustad. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you strong during the hard times of your experience. Ameen, Ya Rabb. I'm happy that I've come across a person like you on YouTube that only wants to spread. MashaAllah, Mr. Yahya Madani, don't scare me with these words. And also have humor. My sister and uncle both deny Aisha's age during consummation because they say more than 80% of all hadith are false. How should I deal with this? You deal with this by proving to them that uh, not that 80% 80, 80 of hadith are all false is a lie. And that Allah Azza wa has preserved the religion. And part of the preservation of the preservation of the religion is the preservation of the Quran and the Sunnah. The Quran and the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. Because without the hadith, you cannot understand Islam. You cannot implement Islam. And so you begin with that. And then you can watch my clip on YouTube. Uh, I have a lecture on the subject matter. And I have a clip specifically about proving from the evidences, the Quranic evidence, I'm sorry, from the uh, authentic hadith in Bukhari and Muslim that Aisha was nine when the Prophet ﷺ consummated the marriage. Now, but the, your bigger issue is not Aisha. Your bigger issue is them, uh, your bigger issue is them rejecting hadith. They don't have the right to reject. Oh, watch my lecture, The Philosophers. Watch my lecture, The Philosophers, where we refute and re and and uh, uh, prove the, the, the falsehood of the uh, sect known as the Quraniyun or the Quranites, those who reject the Prophet ﷺ or the Hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. Should a person stop praying Qiyamul Layl and make a dua for a certain thing because they feel like a hypocrite due to the sins that came during the day? MashaAllah, Tabarakallah. Yani that would be such a, such a ridiculous thing to do. So I'm, I'm doing sin during the day. So how do I make it worse now by also not praying at night? Versus I do sins during the day and when I pray at night, I get my, you know, we just cited the ayah. The good deeds erase the bad deeds. So those night prayers will be eliminating the bad deeds you're doing during the day. At least you're keeping a balance. Now you want to go all out and be lost? Come on, Abdul Fattah, Awais Muhammad. What is the evidence that frequency of an act of worship is a door to bid'ah? Who said that? Who said that the frequency of an act of worship is a door to bid'ah in the first place? Hey, next. Yalla, yalla, we're running out of time. What's the advice you give to young Muslims who live in the West struggling to lower their gaze? Move out of the West, Habibi. Move out of the West, number one. Number two, fast. Number three, get married. Get married. Get married. Even if you're a teenager, even if you're young, get married. Have a wife when you could... Uh, uh, Empty all of your frustrations. I am from Morocco. Would like to study the deen, but most imams and masks are Ash'aris, Sufis, correct? I can't find any Salafis, so it is okay if I try to study it via internet? Of course, as long as you don't go study with the Ash'aris and the Sufis. I know a Muslim lady who makes and sells her own clothing brand. This week she marked some clothing items on special and called it Mother's Day sales. She says she doesn't celebrate Mother's Day, but it's a good marketing opportunity. Is this okay? No, it's not okay. No, it's not okay. You could you could buy the items at that bargain price. That's You could benefit from that, but it's a sin on her. Now, you should make a video with Shamsi where he can clear the position of selfie publications like a podcast or something. That's a good idea. Contact him and make that suggestion to him. I'm ready, inshallah. 
My atheist father has been diagnosed with cancer. He refuses to discuss anything to do with religion. How do I give him da'wah in this case? I'm making constant du'a for his guidance. He has planned his funeral and it will include music, comedy. I know I should not attend, but how to excuse myself if the time comes? You First of all, you if, you, if he doesn't want to hear anything about a religion, then, then give him that space. You don't guide those whom you love. So there's nothing that you could do in this regard. Uh, if given the opportunity, however, capitalize on it. And regarding that, how do you excuse yourself? It would, with the very reason you mentioned. With the very reason you mentioned. That you cannot attend an event. First of all, you're not supposed to attend the funeral of the disbelievers. Second of all, it's going to have things that are haram. So you as a Muslim have obligations. The family is going to be like, oh, wow, wow, wow. Say, okay, yep. Oh, wow, 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 it is. Wallah al-musta'an. If prayer valid, is prayer valid if one late in reciting Fatiha behind Imam intentionally slow because it's thought he wouldn't really be able to finish? I don't know. What are these technical questions? Yeah, Fufuz, yeah, Fufuz. Where do you get these questions from is beyond me. Yeah, Allah ahlak. Why don't you just recite the Fatiha right away without all this delay or thinking or slow and you think, why, why, akhi? Yeah, enter the Salah, Allahu Akbar. Say that. And recite the Fatiha. Whatever you can accomplish is good. Iblis, Su'ali, Iblis. Iblis. Next. Yalla, we have one minute left. Assalamu alaikum, alaikum salam, I found the football club PSG is named after Saint Saint Germain, a Catholic Christian figure. Would it be uh, permissible to wear this kind of clothing with this name? No, it would not be permissible. That's a good observation. I've always known that they call Paris Saint-Germain, but I've never connected the two. Barakallah fikum. So this making dua to someone's face like saying Barakallah fikum at the end of the question. Is that not recommended? That's completely fine. What you're not allowed to do is praise people in their face. Say, Akhi, mashallah, you are this, you are that. And if it weren't for you, my uncle would not have met my uh, his wife. And if it wasn't for you, then my aunt wouldn't have made this uh, shish kebab. And then you start praising someone in their face. Say, hey, 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 hey. Slow your roll, baby doll. And don't help the shaitan against me. You're making my head bigger. Khalas, if you feel something good about your brother, Zakallah khair, make dua for him behind closed doors. Don't sit there and, and, and praise them in their face until they feel that they're special when clearly they're not special. Yalla, this concludes the class. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I got to bounce. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.